This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Ladies and gentlemen, the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Droid Entertainment. It is an independently produced show. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Feel free to write a review of the podcast on whatever platform you use to ingest podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Blueberry, Spotify, whatever it is. And if you already subscribe and you've already written a review and you still want to further support the cause, please consider becoming a sponsor through Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, you can check out our page. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash the droid. T-H-E. D-R-O-Y-D And if you make a donation then we will give you a shout out in a future episode of the podcast and if you've done all these things and you still want to help then go ahead and just send me some nudes alright send me money send me nudes don't be a Jew don't be a prude send me money send me nudes don't be a Jew don't be a prude yeah, I'm actually part Jewish. Now, enjoy today's episode. As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Hello. Hi, my name is Michael Aldred. Hi, welcome. Welcome to the show. It's Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. I have no idea why I'm doing that voice. In fact, I just woke up, and this is the first time I've opened my mouth and created noises with my vocal cords today. Uh, I haven't talked to a human yet, uh, aside from texting and responding to Facebook messages and Snapchats from the right the night before. Uh, nevertheless, it's, uh, it's a nice day out here in Tampa, Florida. I'm staying uh, in, uh, in the Tampa-ish region. You know, I'll keep it a little mysterious so that uh, you can't really pinpoint my location unless we're friends on Snapchat and we've specifically shared each other's locations with each other because we are trying to have intercourse when we're in the same area. All right, 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, episode 144. Welcome. Um, 144 is a cool number. The square root of 144 is 12. So 12 times 12 equals 144. Why do I say that? Because 12 is one of my favorite numbers. It was my it was a recurring number that I had in football. I was number 12 uh, a handful of times. Uh, it just kind of happened. Uh, my first number in football was number 12. So uh, 12 is a great day. It's the day that my mom was born in October uh, and her granddaughter as well. They're both... Uh, shout out to uh, Chanel, my niece, who uh, both her and my mom and my sister are all Libras. So... Um, Let's give it up for that cool fact. Uh, 12 is a, is, a, is a good number, right? Um, thanks for tuning in. I realize that the first couple minutes of my podcast is either inter- entertaining and or annoying. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, the whole Patreon thing is a phenomenon to me, you know, because it's in, on one hand, you're, you're kind of asking for money. On the other hand, it, it can appear desperate. I don't know. I, I feel like um, the whole Patreon thing can come off slightly unattra- una- unattractive, if you will. Um, so I just like I would like to clarify that I'm not desperate, and I'm not just out here asking you for money. I'd appreciate it, uh, and frankly, I, I I just think it's hot if you send me money. You know, I, I just think it's kind of sexy. <laughs> I just think it's attractive. I don't, you know, I'm not desperate for the money, but if you want to send it, it it'll it'll arouse me. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of uh, kind of a, an interesting thing. There's a thing out there called getting drained. I, I learned this recently because I was hanging out with some of those girls on the on the podcast in New York, uh, and there, there is a term called getting drained. Um, where uh, older, successful men like to get drained by young, attractive women, and where there's no sex involved. It's just um, where, where the guy kind of like gets off or gets aroused on just giving girls money with no expectations in return. Um, so the term is getting drained. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, someone that I know told me that her and her friends were out uh, in New York and a, and a really awkward looking like successful finance guy, kind of like just weird and, and socially awkward, like politely asked, um, if, if the girls were interested in like going to his bank account and, and letting him get drained. <laughs> so basically they were like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they like went to a nearby ATM and like, I don't know how much money was in the account or how much he gave them, but he like, I guess he depleted that account and it, and it like it, it aroused him, and of course the girls were excited. I mean, who, who's not just going to take free money? Um, I'd like to say there's no such thing as free money, but uh, maybe there is. I mean, maybe this whole getting drained thing really is free money. I don't know. Um, there are also porn stars out there that have like Amazon wish lists. You can actually like publicly go and buy them things off their Amazon wish list just because you. I don't know, maybe you're hoping for a chance with them. Maybe it's like a similar thing as getting drained. It like arouses you to buy them <laughs> gifts. So if anyone out there uh, is into getting drained, please go ahead and just send me some money <laughs> on Venmo. My my Venmo account is the Droid, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. 
Um, I am not on OnlyFans. However, I, I would consider getting on OnlyFans if uh, I was just doing stand-up comedy and like uh, doing impressions and stuff. I would consider getting an OnlyFans account if you can do that, where you can just do like uh, you can do parts of your act, or you could do like uh, song requests or something like that. Like, um, nevertheless, um, yeah. So that's uh, that's the whole getting drained concept that I wanted to. Uh, Tell you guys about anybody here like getting drained? All right, let's move on, baby. Let's do it. I feel like we can officially start the podcast. See how the voice and fluctuation changed. Now I'm really excited. My vocal cords are warmed up, and I didn't just roll out of bed. I'm ready to do this effing thing. What the fucking heck? That's my new. Uh, that's a that's a phrase that I heard from my friend Trevor Glassman that I thought was fun. You know, because a lot of people don't like to curse. They'll say, "What the heck." So, uh, to me, it's funny when someone says, what the fucking heck, you know, cause you're still saying heck, but I mean, you're kind of defeating the purpose of it when you throw in the F word. All right. Uh, let's do this. Um, don't you hate when two girls want to come over at 4.50 AM and you're like, Hey, I need to keep some sort of a sleep schedule here. I mean, what's the deal? Uh, that was uh, my life in New York uh, not long ago. Uh, girls just hitting me up in all hours of the night wanting to come over to the loft. But uh, it's like, come on, guys, respect the sleep sketch. Am I right? No. Um, we had a great time in New York. Um, that last podcast that I put out there, Into the Universe, was, uh, was a blast. Um, uh, the, the seven girls uh, who participated, if you're listening to this, uh, if any of you, thanks again for doing that. Honestly, it was one of the best nights of my life. Um, you know, the, the, the party at the loft started with like, I don't know, like more than, you know, like somewhere between 10 and 15 females and me and a few mystery uh, uh, friends of mine. Um, and, 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 and the party lasted all night. Um, and when we, when, we, when we got down to the, to the podcast, there were seven females that wanted to participate in it. And, uh, we, we got to, um, you know, record out of my bedroom, not to, not to sound creepy, but it was pretty dank, you know? I mean, what guy doesn't want to have seven lovely ladies just chilling in their bedroom, but we kept it, uh, we kept it, um, uh, PG. There was, although there was sexual energy in the room and, and a lot of it, I will say, um, I, that I felt at least, uh, you know, it never, um. Um, an orgy did not happen, if anyone was curious. Um, I, I was listening to some of the episode when I went back, and one girl suggested that we take a shower. When we were talking about hygiene, I missed it. I missed that when, when someone said it. But uh, one of the girls said we should take a shower right now because there was a, a, a really nice shower down there. And um, uh, I didn't take the bait because I didn't hear it. No. I, I, you know, it's one of those weird situations where, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I was talking to one of the girls after that episode, and, and I was like, um, did you feel sexual energy in there? And she's like, definitely. And I was like, like, which, do you think that there were any girls in there that were attracted to me? Um, you know, uh, you know, like, like, do you think that there was, like, potential for something to happen? And she's like, absolutely. Uh, but the, the, the thing is, is... <clears throat> You know, I don't want to, I didn't want to, you know, risk, I didn't want to, uh, like, <laughs> like, have this situation turn into a, not only a Louis C.K. thing, but, uh, like, uh, like, 
one that's just blasted out into the universe for everybody to be able to hear. Now, I don't think that could have happened, um, but you never, you can't read minds. Like, you never know what kind of power dynamic is at play, or no, I, I, you never know if you have power in a situation and you're potentially abusing it, and you never really know, um, uh, you know, if, if someone's like attracted to you versus not. So it's 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 better to err on the side of caution. Like, if we're gonna get a, a, a party started. Who knows if every girl was down or, or felt pressured or, like, uh, it, it would be one of those things where, like, other girls would need to initiate and I would just be, like, the one who's, like, yes or no. You know, that type of thing. Um, and, and, you know, that and that where people could freely leave uh, if or when they wanted to, which they did have that freedom. It was an open-door policy. In fact, there was no door because there, there's no door to my <laughs> to where I was staying. It was just an open open. Uh, you could just walk in and out anytime you want. So definitely a lot of free will involved. Uh, definitely a fun episode, though. We stayed up till 9.30 in the morning, and uh, that's the latest I've stayed up in quite a while. Definitely not only stayed up until the sun came up, but the party was still going until literally like 9.30 in the morning. And um, it, was, it, was, it was a beautiful thing, <clears throat> you know. Um, I had fun... Um, Exactly the way it was. Um, I, I even made friends, uh, you know, made new friends from it. Um, and there was some, you know, really nice, really, really nice girls. Um, and, uh, and 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 I just think it was uh, like a, a good thing overall. So uh, that's my fr- reflection on the night. Uh, it's great to make connections. I think that a lot of the girls made connections with each other and, and friends, and some of them were already friends. So really. Uh, I'm just a connector, as I like to say, you know, just kind of making things. Now, um, I'd like to thank uh, uh, myself. I'd like to thank the people who were, uh, you know, putting on the, you know, hosting the venue and all that. And um, and uh, I hope that um, I hope that everyone can. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well right now. And uh, let's talk about. About well, I guess going going back on that subject for a second, um, I feel like there was a potential domino effect. Uh, again, I'm not presuming, um, but the, the the girl who I discussed this with is actually bisexual. Um, she was one of the girls that there there that night, and she she did sense that there was definitely um, attraction from coming from uh, different directions there, uh, and. Um, she said, uh, she, she said in her opinion that everyone was waiting for me to make a move, you know, but, but again, that's, that's one person's perspective. Even, you know, girls are smart and, and she is a bisexual, so she has a good, um, grasp, I think, uh, on, on, on kind of, uh, feeling that out as a woman. Uh, a lot of women are drawn to her as well. Uh, in fact, um. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. You know, whatever. My goal wasn't to go down there and have an orgy. My goal was to go down there and uh, have a great time and have a podcast. And um, and we did that. And if an orgy happened, then, I mean, by golly, uh, uh, I'd, I would question whether or not I'm dead or alive because that sounds like heaven. Um, and I felt like I was in heaven just doing what we did. So <clears throat> I guess what I'm trying to say is life is good. Um, all right. Uh the bisexual uh, girl kind of became um, something that I'm going to call my COVID girlfriend. Uh, we we went down to uh, I went to Florida shortly after that, um, and unfortunately, there were a few people that uh, there was a lot of partying going on in New York, a lot of hanging out, and a lot of late nights. 
that was kind of the the, um, the icing on the cake. That was my last night in New York there when we recorded this podcast, uh, episode 143 specifically, which was chaotic when I listened back to it. The noise levels uh, of everyone talking, it, it was harder to... I hope that the, uh, the listeners listened long enough to, to where the water's calmed enough for, for people to be talking one at a time. You, you could at least feel the, the energy in the room of everyone having a good time. But I know it made, it made for a harder listening experience, especially in the beginning of that episode. Um, anyway, so the COVID, so the the girl, a couple people got COVID, and I don't know if it was that night or just several <clears throat> several nights of going out and getting crazy. I am vaccinated, and yet I still think I got COVID shortly after that whole New York thing. When I got down to Florida, I uh, I had a, a few symptoms, so I isolated and. Um, I think uh, everyone who uh, uh, was feeling symptoms isolated, we're all aware of it. Um, and uh, the, the COVID girlfriend who, who kind of came down with me, it's, a, it's kind of a joking, she calls me her COVID boyfriend. She wanted to ride to Florida, gave her a ride to Florida. We started feeling a little under the weather on the way here. Um, and, uh, and, we, you know, we, she was going to go stay with her friends and I was going to stay with my friends, but then neither one of us wanted to get our friends sick. So we ended up like isolating in a hotel for like a week, uh, here in Florida. And, um, it was, that was a unique experience, but you know, that's already like a new and, and interesting and, and different experience that you guys are probably like, well, well tell us about that. <laughs> tell us about that, Michael. Um, yeah, I, I would say that, um, I mean, the only, th- the takeaways are that uh, she feels like women are competitive, um, and, um, and that, uh, that uh, there was, uh, there was a lot of attraction toward me <laughs> from her perspective. No, we, her and I, um, we got to know each other, we, we, you know, it was a cool drive down, we listened to a lot of music. Someone stole my catalytic converter, I, the next day after this whole thing, I had to go get my car. Um, and, and, and someone had stolen my catalytic converter in this like really bad area where I had left my car cause it's free parking out there, which is, you know, pretty much nowhere in New York, but I found a place in Queens or something like that where it was like a bad industrial area. And then I'm like, is this what I get for having like one of the best light nights of my life last night? I have to, now I have to deal with shit, you know, to, to balance it out. Uh, I had to pay $3,300 out of pocket to get this damn thing fixed and replaced so that I could drive down. And I needed to drive down to Florida because I had a gig that upcoming weekend in Jacksonville. I was I had a weekend of shows. And um, it was just terrible timing, and, and it sucked. And I don't have anything except liability insurance on my car, so I had to pay out of pocket. And you guys are like, Mike, why the fuck are you telling us about this? Tell us about the COVID girlfriend, you freaking putts. Um, we had a good time. We, we self-isolated her and I, we, we, we hung out. We, um, we took care of each other, you know, uh, feeding each other tea and whatnot. Um, um, you know, we, we did some tea and 69ing. No, <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, we went to the beach, got to, got to chill out on the beach and that was cool. And, uh, getting the water. I feel like the ocean water has to be healthier for your skin and your psyche than chlorinated pool water. I don't, I don't know. I just get a vibe. I have a, I have this weird feeling that like God given earthly water is better for you than uh, chlorinated 
um, water. And 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 the 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 girl I was hanging out with would would claim that both are God made though, because technically God allows for the chlorinated water to exist. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting point. Okay, cool. Well, I'm just gonna go over here and drink some more day night. You want a six day line? No, well, it was cool. So. No, it was all good. Uh, she's better, I'm better. She went off and, um, you know, flew away. The the free bird that she is, uh, once she got a little better, we had a perfect amount of time together. And uh, it led to me, um, you know, catapulting my way into the, the Florida scene. After isolating and feeling better, I was able to get, kind of get back out and get uh, get my comedy thing going again. And, uh, and, and I'm feeling great. So, uh, yes, I was vaccinated and yes, I still came down with symptoms. Um, and so did she. And, uh, it's hard to say whether they were equal or not, but let's not get into that whole thing, huh? Let's not get into that whole rigmarole, right? Uh, whether or not she was vaccinated is besides the point. And, you know, whether or not we could kind of compare and contrast my symptoms versus her symptoms of vaccinated versus unvaccinated versus time of recovery. You know, let's all let's just not even get into all that interesting stuff. Anyway, um, what else would you guys like to talk about? Huh? Is that is that it? Should we end the podcast now? I think um, I will. I will dwell on this subject for one last more moment. Going back to the, the women are competitive thing. There was some women, these are different women that I'm talking about now, that were on vacation not long ago, not long ago and they were uh, sending me boobs pics of, of, the, of like three or four women topless or, or at least like covering their nipples uh, and, and that originated from, from a dick pic actually that, that uh, I, one woman requested from me. She saw it thought it was great, showed her friends, and now I'm getting, you know, all these. So I think that looking back on that situation that night, if I wanted to politely kind of get the domino effect going or just kind of kickstart and see how people react, it's like, hey, guys, why don't we just do a, let's do a conversation about dick pics, you know, and then go around the circle and be like, hey, guys, like, just out of curiosity, would anyone like to maybe just evaluate my dick pic and just, like, from a female's perspective, like, non-sexual or, like, whatever, and just, like... Let it swiffer around the thing of seven girls, <laughs> and then everyone would get excited because I do have a nice stock photo. Is it uh, accurate? TBD, guys. That's for um, the curious guests only. But nevertheless, I think that that would have really, um, you know, right after the whole fellatio conversation, you know, passing around, pass around the dick pic and opt out if you'd like. Um, you know, uh, I think that that could have definitely, um, you know. Uh, you know, tested the waters, if you will. Uh, all right, enough Bruce Wayneing for now. Let's talk about the world updates, huh? I make those noises to create variations and keep users uh, or keep the listeners engaged and entertained. Hey, how you doing? Are you having a good week? Anything going on in your world? Okay, now that I've engaged with you and done some crowd work on my podcast, I can get back to. The subject at hand, which is world updates. Alrighty then. The fleet on Inst- on Twitter has officially ended, so that's pretty cool. Because uh, fleets are heinous, and they are about the most useless things that I've ever um, witnessed in my life. And um, what else? Uh, what else is going on in the world? Apparently, we were talking about porn stars and money earlier. 
Uh, NFTs are supposedly like a, a big deal right now. I don't know if you guys follow cryptocurrency, but I have enough friends that are, are involved with it. So NFTs are supposedly a big deal. And I saw an announcement. I'm on one of uh, a porn star's email list, uh, Rachel Starr. Uh, uh, fuck it, I'll, I'll mention her name. Why not, right? Doesn't matter. I'm on her email list, and um, and apparently she, she sent out an email to her, her following uh, that she has an, uh, an official Rachel Starr NFT uh, <laughs> going for sale now, which I don't I, I don't fully understand it, but an NFT is, is a version of, it's like a, a certain type of cryptocurrency, I think, or it's in the crypto market and it has to do with art selling like a, like a, a basically they sell like a, a limited number of, um, uh, coins, uh, for like donated art, if you will. And uh, it's ridiculous, and the art is like a, a certain type of genre, and it's supposed to be like benefiting the community or something like that. Uh, anyway, Rachel Starr um, has an official NFT coming out, so that's kind of a world update, which is has to do with NFTs, and then like porn stars now, or people are able to sell NFTs for their brand. Maybe I can sell a Michael Oldroyd NFT. Um, I will say one thing about Rachel Starr. I actually hit her up uh, a couple years back on LinkedIn. Because I, when we were making comedy sketches, I wanted to get like, like a bigger name in one of my sketches, and uh, she responded. Right? <laughs> she responded to me on LinkedIn. I, I I was like, hey, I'd love to get you in like one of our comedy sketches. Here's a here's an example. If you're ever in New York, maybe we could um, collaborate on this. And from my perspective, this is going to sound maybe ignorant of me. But from my perspective, I was thinking like, hey, I'm giving this girl an opportunity to do something outside of porn. Um, that way she doesn't have to feel like she has to do porn. Like maybe she does it because she wants to. I don't know her personally. Maybe she does it because she likes the money. Maybe she likes the attention or all of the above. You just never know why someone does what they do. I would just say for someone ever have to sell their body or sex because they feel that they have to. Whether it's that they're poor or they're physically like, you know, like sex trafficked. That's evil and like needs to be eradicated from earth um you know and and but i also think it's like it's i would never want someone to feel like they didn't have other options so they had to do that because they either needed to send money to their family which happens a lot all over the world there's like girls that are willingly selling their body not because they're like it's physically against their will but because but it's because it's like the best way that they can make money so i don't I think that sucks. Um, so I don't know Rachel Starr personally, but I reached out and I was like, hey, I want you to just be in the sketch. I didn't want her to like take off her clothes or anything. Um, and, and, and she gave me her freaking porn star rates. You know, I was thinking like she'd want to do it for free just like to collaborate and be cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm already in New York. Like, well, yeah, I'll be, in the, I'll be in the comedy sketch. Like, this sounds fun. No, she sent me her freaking porn star rates and her... Um, her hotel, like, uh, like her, her requirements for like the type of, it needs to be like at least a four or five star hotel, you know, okay, no wonder your last name is star. No, um, she, um, she gave me all these like, uh, like these guidelines for like her, her, her rates and all that. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to pay you your porn star rate to be in a two minute comedy sketch where you're you know, um, sitting here smiling and laughing at my, my tiny penis. Um, no, I, 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 I was, I was, um, I was slightly, you know, hurt by that. I was slightly hurt that Rachel Starr doesn't just want to be my friend. You know what I mean? But, um, 
I did, I did get back to her. I was, it was a very polite reaction. She's like, she's like, if you'd like to further consult, you can, you know, reach out to me on my, my direct website and we can, uh, we can, we can consult there. You know, it's like, uh, now I'm, I'm not going to consult further on this. I, but I didn't say, I didn't want to be rude, you know, cause I wasn't gonna be like, no, that's too much. I wasn't going to try to like negotiate her. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But either way, I just kind of like, uh, I was like, oh, thank you so much. I'll get back to you if I, and um, I got back to her a couple of years later and I was just like, hey, um, I was wondering if you'd like to just, you know, meet up as friends sometime for like a coffee or something. <laughs> that was my next, uh, you know, I shot my, my next shot. She said, uh, no, thanks. So, hey, at least, you know, I, got, I heard back. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like Saturday Night Live, you know, when I, when I sent them my, uh, you know, when I sent them my, my submission and they said, receive, thank you. You know, it's like, okay, I appreciate you acknowledging it, Rachel Starr and SNL. Appreciate you both acknowledging that I shot a shot. Uh, haven't heard back from SNL since I reached out to them. I did, however, respond back to them saying, receive, thanks. So you guys might be intrigued and uncomfortable uh, at this point. Um, I, I both responded to Rachel Starr and Saturday Night Live after... I know thanks or receive thanks. I'll tell you both. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I said to Rachel Starr first when she said no thanks. I said, "Awesome, thanks so much for the response. I'll let you know when I'm, I'm when I'm in Texas and uh, doing comedy. Maybe you could come out to a show." <laughs> That's what I said to her. Uh, no response after that, of course. And then uh, for Saturday Night Live, whenever they said receive thanks, I said, "You know what, SNL? Sometimes when uh, I'm on a dating app and a girl says receive thanks when I send her a, a picture of my puppy." Me and my puppy, uh, it oftentimes leads to a first date, you know, and let me tell you this, I'd love to take you on a first date Saturday Night Live, not sure if you knew, but my mom's from the Philippines, and I just wanted to say that because I have a feeling that uh, you and I could have some really attractive, diverse, and humorous children together, so that was my response back to Saturday Night Live, at which I got an auto-populated message that said, the submission process has ceased, and no submissions are allowed to or are being further considered. So anyway, I know it still went through though, and uh, the submission had already taken place. So uh, someone probably saw that message and smiled and giggled, unless they hate me, unless they hate white men, right? Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about uh, that's what's going on in my world. Um, we talked about the fleets. We talked about NFTs. What else is going on in the world? Don't you hate when your friend pushes a stock and convinces you to buy, and you really had a bad feeling about it all this time, but you, you know, he was so adamant on it that you finally were like, you know what? He's my buddy. I know he wouldn't steer me the wrong way. What do you say? I just give it a shot, and you buy. It. And as soon as you buy it, immediately it goes down. Am I right? And then you never talk about that stock again because you don't want it to be awkward. And you know he feels weird. Uh, yeah, I, I've had a few of those. That's always good. You know, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the shitty. Uh, stock pushes that you've given me that have immediately gone down. Appreciate that. But you know what? I appreciate your intentions. I appreciate that you had good intentions with it. So um, anyway, what else? Football season is starting. You guys have heard me talk about it uh, in the past. I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to uh, smack you around with football. Uh, I feel like I've done enough of that in the past. I think you guys get it. Um, I think that uh, I think that we can honestly move on. It's preseason right now. Um, the Bucks played last night. I had a show in Orlando, so I couldn't go. I wanted to go to the Bucks preseason game last night against. I think it was the Titans. The week before that, they were always playing here against the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. I know the Chiefs played. 
Um, so yeah, the, the 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 NFL is starting to uh, to get going, and um, you know that's uh, it's a little bit of a little bit of that. Yeah, thirty one minutes in, uh, Michael Oldroyd, number thirty one at Mizzou. That's always good. So that's how we are right now. And uh, let's see what else we've got. Huh? Let's see what else we've got. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I'm taking a note here. So Arnold Schwarzenegger said you're a schmuck to the people refusing to get vaccinated or mask up. And uh, he said to go fuck. He said those people can go fuck themselves. So when I saw that, I started laughing. Regardless of political uh, opinion, I just thought it's, it's outrageous. And funny, you know, he's the governor of California telling people <laughs> if they're not vaccinated or masked up, they should go fuck themselves. Like, that's just, you know, I think anyone can find that funny regardless of your, your political views. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on from that. Let's try to avoid the COVID talk. Um, uh, what the fucking heck? No. Um... I need to get tinted windows for my um, for my Toyota Prius. So if anyone out there um, uh, knows how to do some detailing or whatever, I'm down here in Florida. Would love to uh, pimp out my ride, if you will. I also want to put a Mercedes symbol on the front of my Prius just because I think that'd be freaking awesome and hilarious. Anyone that sees that is like, all right, this dude's a clown automatically. Um, and it's so subtle. You know, it's just so subtle that... Uh, It'll get you a nice little chortle, a nice little giggle for anyone on the road. And they're like, oh, let me see. Maybe put a little uh, Instagram handle on the back of my thing. Instead of a bumper sticker, my Instagram handle, you know. And maybe a black pearl flag. You know how some people fly flags? Just like get a black pearl flag, a pirate flag to show that this is my silver pearl. And, um, and um, I don't know. What else? What else would I like to get on my whip? Maybe I could get a some magnets for the side of my car like my dad had for his business he, he was a home inspector so maybe i could get some magnets that say droid entertainment you know follow me on instagram at the droid for for some laughs um yeah maybe throw a bumper sticker on the back of my car too that says if you're not vaccinated and if you don't mask up you can go fuck yourself i'm <laughs> i'm kidding i uh, i wouldn't put that on my whip you know Oh, don't you love these people that go around stealing your catalytic converters and you're like, you know what? I forgive you. Go to heaven, right? You must need it more than me. Uh, you got to give it up for that. Uh, remember that priest in um, in uh, Les Miserables when Jean Valjean tried stealing uh, the nice uh, silverware and things and, and the priest said, you must need it more than I do. Take it. Take it, please. Here, take more. Take it more. I hope that it helps you, right? That's what I'm going to say to those people that stole my uh, catalytic converter. Bless you. Bless your hearts. Bless your soul. I, um, I forgive you. Go to heaven. And I, I hope that um, you stealing a, a part that cost me $3,300 and you only get $100 when you sell it as scrap metal. I hope that that $100 um, helped you and it got you where you needed to go. I love you. I forgive you. Um, and um, yeah, uh, bless you. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, stealing my, um, I appreciate you stealing my stuff, you know, to help yourself. That's great. All right. <clears throat> what else do we want to talk about, guys? Did we cover the full spectrum? Uh, I am glad. What's going on in the comedy world, huh? I think that's enough about, about what's going on. I, I, I don't even watch the news anymore. I really don't. I, I don't give a shit. I, I feel so much happier. 
I, I have no idea what's going on, other than the, the Delta variant is going, and there's new variants and all kinds of... I, I'm just, you know, I'm living in my own world, doing my own thing, and I'm, I'm happy, baby. I'm happy. Ignorance is bliss. You know what I mean? Ignorance is bliss. Um, I feel like there's some, some funny... If there's any comedians listening right now, they're saying tags to that joke right now in their head. And I appreciate you doing that. If you could just send them to me so that I can use them in my next... Next time I talk about it, I'd appreciate that. Uh, comedy World updates. I already talked about the Saturday Night Live update, so I haven't heard back from them since uh, the submission and, and all that. Uh, I do need to frame their response um, but, uh, I, I shot my best shot and I feel good about it. And, uh, I've had weird dreams about being on Saturday Night Live. Um, since then, um, I, I feel closer than ever. And, um, and I, and I think that, um, regardless of what happens, uh, all you can do is, uh, do you, you know what I mean? All you can do is do your best. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing Michael Oldroyd, baby. I'm doing Michael Oldroyd. And uh, I'm, I'm happy about it. And uh, I hope I'm bringing joy to your hearts and uh, inspiration and, and, and the feeling of love and inclusiveness because we are all one. I realized we're all one when I realized I can be a creep anywhere in the world. And uh, because, uh, because my creepiness is universal, it means that we're all one. Anyway, um, what else? Uh, What's going on? What's going on in the side the comedy world? Well, down here in Florida, there's a comedy club in Tampa called Side Splitters, and they're actually getting a new club right now. So that's that's anytime a, a comedy club can expand, especially at a time when we're in a depression or a recession. Um, anytime a, a, a venue or a, a business is expanding, that's a sign of uh, uh, of them doing something right and in and, and their own economic development. So that's exciting. Congratulations to Side Splitters. Um, for opening their new club in Tampa. I'm going to go check it out this week. That's that's awesome. Um, there's also a new club and venue in Miami that Mar- Marlon Waynes performed at last night. Um, so that was really kind of uh, uh, cool to hear. Uh, it's called Dania. I don't know if it's like... Um, I don't know if it's... Uh, uh, like it's just for comedy or, or if it's like a small theater, but I, I know someone who was there last night and they, they sent me the, the, the drink menu or something that had Marlon Wayne's face on it. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, it's good to be seeing that, uh, the, you know, businesses are, um, especially comedy cause comedy is already hard enough business for a lot of the comedy club business owners around the country. Um, it's just uh, it's a weird time, and it's good to see um, that it's not um, it's not stopping it's not stopping uh, people from um, you know it's not putting people it's, it's put a lot of people out of business, but it's always encouraging when 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 it's not putting others out of business. You know, you got to take the wins where you can get them, right? Um, you know, everyone's going out of business except strip clubs and comedy clubs, guys. I mean, what what the heaven? No, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I, I don't know why I said that. It was I don't even know if that's true, honestly. Uh, it could be. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I just know Florida's pretty loose. That's, you know, the day I leave New York, uh, ironically, they get tighter restrictions. So it was like the perfect time to just get out of there and, and come down to Florida where, where everyone uh, is partying and um, everyone has uh, got COVID. So that's always good. You know, just come right down to the party and just uh, get a little crazy like everyone did in the... Uh, the Lake of the Ozarks video when when everyone in Missouri was out there partying that's always good you know um, 
It's always good being on uh, world television for, uh, you know, acting like a fool. <laughs> it's always good when you're from there and the entire world is like, what the fuck? The entire world is, is saying things like Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you don't mask up, go fuck yourself. All right. I'm really trying not to talk about COVID and politics, and somehow it just keeps happening. I mean, what the f- fucking heck? You know what I mean? All right. Uh, let's talk about my comedy world a little bit. I'll reflect on my trip to New York and give you guys some updates. So I'm still, I still have that vlog episode, that uh, the vlogging of my trip. That I, I really need to put that out on YouTube. I just haven't had time. Um, but I think uh, having a vlog of of this uh, of this trip that's now lasting several months, I'm, I'm basically a, a traveling nomad. Most of the travel has consisted of, you know, being posted up in New York and and um, and Florida. But but like the triangle of driving, right up up and down, back and forth from the you know from Florida to New York, and then obviously from Missouri to uh, to Florida initially. So it's like a four month stint now. Um, let me talk a little bit about New York and my trip there. So I was there for about six weeks, and I probably had the best show of my life uh, one night. I was just listening to the episode last night, or to the the recording, the audio recording of my set. I think it was late July when that show happened, and I was listening to the set because I wanted to get into the right chi, if you will, and the right mindset. And remember uh, going into a show last night, which was an important show, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, I wanted to get in the right frame of mind, and I was like impressed with myself. I was like, wow, Mike, great job. Really pat yourself on the dick. Um, but, no, we it was it was great. Um, it's great to, to have gone to New York and have had what I would consider, at least in my memory or awareness, uh, it's a subjective statement, but for me to feel that I, I had the best show of my life uh, in New York made that trip uh, by itself already awesome. You know, my friend Dom told me that... Um, he felt like I had grown so much as a stand-up comedian since last time he saw me perform in New York a year prior to that, right? So I think some time away to reflect through COVID and then getting back on stage in St. Louis uh, incrementally and then, you know, taking the jump and driving out to Florida and doing a bunch of stuff on the beach and getting back in shape and doing mics and shows out here in Florida and then going up to New York like somehow. And I told you guys that I felt like I was better than ever Somehow all that stuff kind of went into one congenial mix. And, you know, my buddy Dom, who, you know, he's a good, um, he's been doing comedy for so long, he knows he knows a, a lot about it. And uh, for him to say that, uh, he I felt it, he articulated it, you know, it's, it's just great to, so that reflect, that, that, that resulted in, in um, the opportunity for me able to do that, that, that best show of my life there. Um... Which you guys heard, I put it on a couple of podcast episodes ago, so you heard it. You can you can decide for yourself if you if you like that or you like that style. Um, not only was I able to do the best show of my life, I was able to be in the best sketch of my life with Dom. Speaking of Dom and his his film team that have won awards, uh, we had a great time together. The sketch got more views than any views I've ever put out there for a sketch uh, on YouTube. Um, it was the door-to-door vaccines one with, uh, you know, the push for the door-to-door vaccine sketch. Um, so we had those two pieces that made the trip great, which we're probably going to be filming more in the future. 
Dom and the team want to want to work on a couple more, or they want to do more together. So that's that's also very encouraging when it leads to, to more fruitful stuff or more opportunities. Um, I was I was also able to basically work on a third project, which is this music video that I'm trying to put out there, and I'm about 90% done with it. I think it'll be. I think it will turn out to be the best music video of my life uh, that I've ever put out there. Uh, the best song. Um, uh, it was the. It's part of you know some of the girls that were in my episode. There's going to be some clips of us uh, on this giant beanbag thing, and that's going to be in the music video as well. Uh, I'm really excited to put it out there. I just need to get some of the final footage down here in Florida. And then I can finalize it and, and put it out there for you guys. So keep an eye on my YouTube channel and my Instagram. It's the droid for both of them, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. You'll see it when it drops. Um, you know what's funny is I'll probably get three views, you know, when the I, I've noticed that when you work really hard on on a piece of content sometimes and you put it like on Facebook, for example, you get like three views and three likes, right? The baby pictures get hundreds if not thousands of likes and and comments. Um, you work on a piece of art for months. You get three views, uh, and my mom will comment on it. And then probably what will happen is after I die, the thing will go viral. Like all of the great artists throughout the history of the world, you get famous after you die. So that's great. You know, great stuff where you, you can't reap the benefit of it, you know. But I know that if I put good art out there that's entertaining and uh, I'm happy with it, that's all I can control. So... Um, do me a favor and help me get more than three fucking views, all right? I mean, because it's like, what the fucking heck if that happens? Am I right? Um, anyway, I already talked about, as I reflect here on, on the New York trip, I think that I grew from the experience because I, I, I had a bad taste in my mouth going back to New York after, um, you know, I, I essentially moved out because of the pandemic. The pandemic, I was living in my dream apartment, for goodness sakes, and the pandemic just you know, fucked it all up. I mean, I, I, I started to not want to be in my apartment anymore. The, the apartment that I had worked so hard for my dream apartment. And then all of a sudden I was, it would give me anxiety because of the whole pandemic and lockdown. And am I going to die here type thing? So going back to New York took a little bit of courage. I'd like to pat myself on the nuts for going back. And, um, I just, I remember, um, you know, having kind of, the, I had left with a, such a bad taste in my mouth and it was, it was healthy for me to go back and kind of stretch out, if you will, you know, like kind of, um, face that, that, that negative taste that I had and, and the fears associated with it, if you will. Um, and, um, and I feel much better about New York after having gone back, um, aside from the whole catalytic converter thing. I mean, what the heaven was that about? Am I right? Um, nevertheless, though, you know, when we're reflecting back, I said it before, but one of the best nights of my life was recording with these beautiful ladies, uh, the episode that we did, um, just getting to party with, uh, with cool people and, and, and attractive women for, you know, until 9.30 a.m. Um, I did stand up for them that night. We recorded part for the music video. So we like did, there was like three active pieces of content that came of that, in addition to just having a blast and drinking and, and, and mixing it up. I'm age 34, so you can tell I'm really mature for my age. The rest of my friends are out there having babies and stuff. Um, and uh, I'm out here partying with uh, Generation Z. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, just mixing it up. Uh, so, uh, and, I, and I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Uh, anyway, um, I also did a photo shoot uh, in Soho. Uh, someone was able to uh, help me out and did a photo shoot. We took some funny videos of me doing silly stuff in the streets of Soho at night. Uh, so that was a, a, a wonderful takeaway from New York. Um, I faced the fear of walking into the comedy cellar and asking about performing there. Um, I did that while I was in New York. Um, you know, you, you only live once and, um, you know, it's like, what, what am I going to wait until I'm 80 years old to, 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 to have this conversation? So I nutted up and, and I, I went into the comedy cellar and I talked to them and they kind of, they, they gave me the rules of the, of the land, um, which was, um, I think everyone already knows, you know, you need referrals to get in there. The cool thing is, is the, um, I've been doing comedy so long now, I'm noticing that I know more and more people uh, who are in at the comedy cellar. So I feel like that type of thing is just going to happen naturally, um, which is really cool. Uh, and I'm excited about that, you know. So um, I got to, I, I hung out at the comedy cellar a handful of times. I realized that uh, I like to go in there, order a salad in Olive Tree Cafe, and then walk down to use the rest you have to go through the sh- one of the showrooms to use the restroom so i'll go down and just take a false dump what i mean by that is go into the bathroom walk through the showroom sit down listen to the comedians while i'm sitting on the toilet hogging it up and then leave uh i got to get to hear out michael che and then just form a nice long line outside of the bathroom because i know the comedy seller would love that comedy seller if anyone out there is listening to this i don't actually sit on the toilet um you know, I stand in the urinal. No, I, uh, it's just fun to go. I have to use, I only go when I have to use the restroom. All right. And I don't, um, overstay my time. Um, I do not take a dump in the urinal. I don't know. Um, maybe some people out there do. Uh, I, I always find that to be, uh, uncool. So, uh, I don't do things like that, but, um, yeah, it's a kind of a cool thing to go down there and see people on stage. I saw, Hilarious comedian. I think I mentioned it already. Daniel Simonson. Hey, what's up, dude? As I'm walking by, right? Hi, you look really happy. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. By the way, I I ran into Rosebud Baker. If you guys remember, I performed with her a few years ago at the comedy, or at um, Caroline's, and she remembers my name and all that, and uh, she was really nice. I told her that uh, my ex-girlfriend loves her. Jessica, by the way, um, loves Rosebud Baker. I remember when I got booked with her, um, she was going crazy. I think she was more excited to see Rosebud than myself. And uh, Jessica always had a, a favorite joke or bit, and it, it had something to do with like uh, the first time a girl guy gives a guy a head, it's like the best head she'll ever give him because she's trying to like lure him into a relationship, and then she never gives him that good of head again until it's like to prevent the breakup, right? So Jessica really like that. I was drunk and I saw Rosebud and I like told her that and apparently she's like, wait, I don't know if I said that. I said something about like, like trying to like, like giving head or like, um, like a great hand job to get the, the wedding ring or something. But anyway, I, it was kind of, it was kind of fun to be able to, um, to tell her that I, I don't know if I normally would, if I wasn't tipsy at the time, but she was really nice. Um, Great to chat with her. My friend Ryan Beck, I run into him a couple times. Um, you know, he's a Mizzou guy. We started together at Deja Vu, and he's outside. 
he's doing stuff with the Comedy Cellar, which is really cool. And um, I ran into him a, a few times outside of the outside of the cellar. I think he was hosting a show one night. Um, but yeah, there's a shout out to Ryan. Hey yo, um, good to see him. You know, always good to see uh, not only familiar faces, but people who started in the same trenches with you. You know, I mean we. We were at Mizzou doing stuff at Deja Vu and um, doing everything we could, right? Me, Ryan, Kyle Ayers, um, and then there was a, there was like a, some more comics too that that are still, you know, that were funny, that are still pursuing it, that are kicking ass. Uh, Daniel Shar, I remember uh, he's out in L.A. Uh, and there's more, there's more, but um, um, really cool to see all that. Um, did did some pop up shows in Soho. Did some shows at the Loft. Uh, you know, always fun. Uh, and uh, that's kind of like me reflecting back on New York. Got to see old friends. Got to see Brian Kelly. He helped me with the music video. Shout out to you, Brian Patrick Kelly, for being awesome and helping out. Um, really excited to get that product out there. We we had some good nights where we got to party and. Uh, Probably partied too hard one one night, which was wasn't good. Probably what led to me uh, feeling under the weather for the next nine months. No. Um, it was cool though. I'm also selling uh, merch. So if, if if people out there don't get off to just sending me money, uh, like I'm some kind of a porn star or something, if you don't if you um, if you don't get aroused by just sending me cash, um, I do sell merchandise. So uh, I have a, a wristband now. And it says, anybody horny? Question mark. It's a black wristband, and it's the, the words are in hot pink. And it says, at the droid on the front, it has my logo. Um, and then on the inside of the wristband, it has my website. So if you guys want to buy an anybody horny bracelet, um, feel free to hit me up. Uh, let me know you, the address you want me, want me to send it to. You can Venmo me. I'm, I'm asking for $5, uh, and that'll cover postage and and everything. So, if anyone wants a, uh, anybody horny bracelet, hit me up. Um, they're fun. They're hilarious. Uh, they're selling like hot cakes. Um, they're selling like very lukewarm cakes. No. <laughs> um, yeah, get an anybody. Get an anybody horny bracelet today. All right. I'm also working on more products, so uh, keep an eye out. Um, I'd like to send a, a few. Uh, I'd like to be able. I'm not going to tell you what they are just yet until it's it's live because I don't want anyone stealing my merch ideas. But just know that uh, more products coming soon, including a comedy album. I'm I'm one or two tracks away from finalizing a comedy album full of skits and songs, and uh, I'm really excited. Speaking of uh, albums, Mark Donaldson and his band came out with. Uh, another album just the other day, Pale Dark Horse is the name of it. I listened to um, uh, several of the tracks. Uh, they have their own style. It's awesome. Uh, I'm really proud of Mark. Takes a lot of hard work. Uh, him and his team collaborated to, uh, you know, they, they've been working on this for a few years now because in, in the pandemic, uh, you know, um, uh, I remember reading a post of Mark saying that the pandemic really had kind of halted some of their, their plans with it. But um, it sounds like uh, the pandemic kind of also molded the uh, the sound of the album as well and kind of influenced the, the tone and whatnot. So 
Um, I'm proud of Mark. I think you should all give it a listen. It's Pale Dark, Pale Dark Horse. You can find it on Spotify for free. Um, they have their own unique, uh, their own unique sound. So shout out to Mark Donaldson. And uh, Mark, uh, I need to remaster my album. If you're listening, by the way, Mark, uh, I need to remaster this comedy album. So I don't know if you did that yourself or if you um, know anyone. Um, you know what a cheap asshole I can be. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if you're going to refer me to someone who did it for you um, and they cost a lot of money, I'm going to have to say, well, shit, thanks for the information. I'm going to have to do that myself. Or I'm going to hire you um, or just ask you to do it for free because I love you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I'd like to talk about remastering, Mark, if if you're listening to this. And if not, I'm going to give you a call. If I never hear from you, you know you'll hear from me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, All right, cool. Anyway, uh, I need to maybe remaster the music video too. We'll see. Uh, and, and the song, there's another song coming out. My final song probably coming out on the album is going to be a song called Friend Zone. I think you guys have heard parts of it. Um, and, uh, and we should be good from there. So anyway, uh, been creating content. Obviously, I'm talking about content creation as we speak. Uh, I learned how to drop a beat recently, so now I'm going to... Start doing that for fun here and there. I'm kind of getting a, a little bit of a Mark Ribelay vibe to me, you know, because uh, it's it's already who I am. But I've, I'm deciding to throw in some some musical content just because it mixes it up and people seem to like it. And um, and what can I say? I'm fucking talented. No, um, no, I I just have uh, friends like Mark Donaldson and my dad who are uh, uh, true musicians dedicated musicians uh who i'm able to pick the brain of and um and they're able to make me look great so um thanks to you guys for that uh what else guys anybody horny huh any anybody uh, into cuckolding i have to say i think that cuckolding is about the most like beta bullshit thing ever i it's like it's slightly gay i would say and that's fine i'm not I'm, I'm i'm all supportive of lgbtq but don't pretend to be straight if you're in a cuckolding. I mean, uh, the only new element when you bring a cuckold into the mix is, is, is a guy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm going to have to say there's a little bit of gayness going on with the old cuck thing, you know? You're, you're wanting to watch another man rail your wife if you're a cuck. So I don't know. I, I, I can't say that... Uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It's a weird phenomenon. But anyway, um, I'm excited about these beat drops. You know, it's like, you know, it's like uh, when I when I set up the beat, I'm any cucks in the house? Boom, 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 boom. You know, like I don't know, random stuff. You can say absurd shit when the beat drops. And, it, and it's hot, you know what I mean. So, anyway, any any activities in Florida? Uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot of comedy down here now that I'm feeling better. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm able to collaborate with one of my buddies, uh, Trevor Glassman. Shout out to him at the Trevor Glassman. He's been on my podcast a couple times. He'll probably be on the next episode here. 
him and I are on the same wavelength. We are two peas in a pod. Um, if we were homosexual, uh, there would be a relationship transpiring. I can tell you that much, but we're both heterosexual, so we have the greatest platonic bromance. Uh, I don't want to say greatest. That's, that's, that's actually disrespectful to my, to my good friends um, that I've had lifelong friends with. Um, nobody, nobody upstages them, but, I, but Trevor is becoming one of my good friends also, in addition to, to my great lifelong friends. Um, I think that Trevor, um, Tr- Trevor is the only person who does comedy that I've ever known who has the same kind of, um, mindset about life and, and comedy that I do. He's younger, so he's like a, a kind of like a little brother I've taken under my wing, but he's also, um, it's not like I'm just helping him out. Like we help each other out. It's an equally yoked relationship. He, um, you know, as a as a former walk on, we just share that like that that mindset of like um, that alpha male, um, but still kind hearted, um, relentless work ethic um, and attitude. Uh, of, you know, never like failure is not an option. Um, we played chess the other day, and um, <sighs> what a great game of chess! You know, I, I've played chess with a lot of my friends and. Yeah, uh, Trevor, uh, his composure, even like, I'll, I'll say this without, I, I don't think he can, I, I, I beat him, which I beat all my friends. I don't know, I don't think I've ever played a friend that beat me, by the way. <laughs> That's not saying anything uh, about uh, them or, 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 or anything like that, but I can't remember, um, one of my friends couldn't handle the loss, and, um, and he, uh, he, he demanded a rematch immediately, and I beat him again. Uh, and it was like really intense and, and he was, uh, he was not happy about it. You know, at one point he goes, you're not better than me, but, um, I'm not going to say who that is out of respect for him. Um, but I beat him two times in a row there and he, he forced me to play him a third time and I was so uncomfortable and tired. I had already won twice that, uh, he won the third game. I'm not going to say I let him win, but I definitely, it took the incentive out of winning, um, I really didn't even want to play him. Uh, he did win the third time, and, and I guess that allowed him to sleep that night. I'm not really sure. Um, either way, Trevor, when I was playing him and he was losing, we played one game uh, outside in Fort Lauderdale on one of those giant chess boards outside, which was really cool. They had one at the at the hotel we were staying at because we were doing shows earlier this week in, in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Anyway, uh, Trevor never showed weakness, and even when he, even when he would make a move where – it clearly was like a, a win for me. His composure was so amazing and almost he, almost like with a smile on his face that it made me second guess like that he had like a master plan, that he was either baiting me or so there was something I was missing. So I, I give him kudos for those skills that he brought to the table. Um, and I respected it. I really resp- I thought it was awesome. He's, he's a winner. Trevor Glassman is a winner. And um, I think you guys are going to be uh, treated by his future in comedy. Um, so uh, we go to St. Pete a lot. We do comedy there on the pier. Uh, he's got some wristbands. Shout out to him. Uh, he has some it's for Alzheimer's awareness. Uh, on his wristband it says, uh, I completely forgot. They're purple wristbands. They're really cool. Um, so I rock those sometimes. Anyway, 
Um, I wanted to say that I performed at the Miami Improv this week. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, killed it. Had a great time. Sold some wristbands. Sent some, somebody, uh, a couple people came that I knew from Missouri. Actually, one woman came to the show who I've never met in real life, but we met on a dating app like a year ago. And we finally met. She came out with her daughter. Her daughter was kind of hot, by the way. Um, no, but her, her, her daughter is 100% les. I shouldn't go into all these details. Uh, <laughs> her daughter's 100% lesbian, and um, it made it easier to not hit on her. As well. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. Have, her mom doesn't care. Everyone was cool. Everyone was awesome. We had a great time. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to get on stage at the Miami Improv. So I appreciate the Miami Improv for that. I was able to get some good pictures of the whole show. Um, of me performing on stage, so that's always good for marketing. And then um, did some stuff. Uh, went out, had some fun in Fort Lauderdale after the show. Met some cool people. Um, I like it when you're playing chess, and the only time you can tell your friend to stay black is when it's like the only time I can tell my white friend to stay black. You know, it's like stay black, bro. You know that I, I get. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's supposed to be a joke. Like, uh, um, you know how there's a phrase out there, "Stay black." Well, if you're playing chess and you're a white guy, you can say that to another white guy because you get it. It's too. It's it's stupid. All right. I don't know why I just said. I wrote it down and I tried regurgitating it and it just came out heinously. I'm actually starting to get tired from talking. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm. Uh, I'd like to wrap this podcast up quickly. I'm getting I'm getting tired. All right. Um, hopefully this is not a symptom of COVID. No. I. Uh, all right. Hopefully it's not a symptom of CTE. All right. I feel like pursuing com- com- Trevor and I were talking about comedy and the pursuit of it and our love for it. He loves comedy. I love comedy. Um, I was like, you know, sometimes it's such it's such a crazy thing to do. It's it's it requires ballsiness. It requires craziness it requires like potentially a screw loose it requires a uniqueness I, I I often feel like even those guys that I mentioned that when we started doing comedy at Mizzou it's almost like there's this like internal calling comedy chooses you you, you don't really choose comedy there's just something you can't not do it you know what I mean like there are certain people out there where you know, whether you want to call it the bug or, or, or something like that, you just, you literally, you just can't not do it. Like it, there, you were born and it was like, God put this like chip in you. It was like, yeah, you're going to be a comedian, you know? And, um, the best analogy that I can create without tooting my own horn here and making myself trying to say that I'm cool is, uh, in some ways it reminds me of like being a comedian is like being like, pursuing comedy as a career is kind of like, the guy from Independence Day, you know that crazy guy that was abducted by aliens and that um, flies his plane right into the apex where it destroys all of the aliens, like the apex of their their guns. You know what I'm talking about? Like the the, the guy who had kids and he was he had a screw loose and he and he was about to fire his missile and the missile didn't work. And the only choice was to turn himself into the weapon. So he weaponized himself like basically a kamikaze. <clears throat> he basically became like a kamikaze uh, to 
to combat the, the the UFO spaceship, and he goes right into the apex of their thing and, and destroys their entire ship. I feel like that's what it's like being a comedian. You have to be that crazy, that courageous, that ballsy, that fucking like heroic in a way, because you know laughter is such a beautiful thing for the world. Um, I think it's the best analogy that I can create. Uh, destroying the evil motherfuckers and saving the planet. That's what we do with our comedy, son. Because we are some comedic vigilantes. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought uh, I thought that that was a cool analogy. You know, going right into the apex, right for the fucking jugular. You know, um, it's it's absurd to stand in a room full of strangers and try to make them laugh. It's even more absurd to try to pursue that as a career. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about that, it's fucking crazy. But I love it. Anyway. Um, and when you go for it all out, you know, the, the path um, emerges before your feet if you go all out. I, I, I try to do it um, with good intentions. And then, uh, you know, whether it's karma or um, God, you know, um, that helps me out or... Uh, you know, definitely my friends and family are there, uh, realistic, re, you know, using reality, uh, to ground the conversation. My, my friends and my family keep me, keep me going, you know? And, um, and then the new friends that I make, you know, there's one person I met in New York who introduced me to uh, a family member that, um, makes movies in, in, in Hollywood and, and, um, puts on comedy shows all over the world. And, and this person came to watch me last night. And I, and I did well, and it was like, we'll see where that goes. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm excited. I did what I could do, and the person was nice enough to take the time to 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 meet me, to watch me, and I'm just thankful that the producer of the show was able to put me on and put me on at a good time. And um, it was, The name of the show is called Shit Sandwich. Um, I was in Orlando last night. It was a great crowd. I got off stage, killed it, had a great interaction with a dude in the front row, and I was like, dude, did you play football? He was a big dude. And he was like, yeah. And finally, he was a former NFL football player. Um, we, we had a great back and forth while I was on stage. He followed me on Instagram. I didn't even tell him. I, I got off stage and a bunch of people had followed me on Instagram. And I never even said what my Instagram handle was. So I don't know where that came from. But a reporter even came outside and followed me outside and said, um... Wow, that was fucking. She her her exact words was "You're funny as hell," and I said I, I like to use the word the the phrase "funny as heaven." But um, she followed me outside, asked me, told me she wants to interview me, uh, asked a bunch of questions. I don't know what, what she's a oh journalist. Sorry, she's a journalist is what she said. And I was like, oh cool, what got you into journaling? And you know she laughed. Um, but um, we. Uh, it was cool. Like that's that's what you want, right? You want to do so well that people um, um, come to you, right? And uh, I'm just thankful that all the elements came together um, at shit sandwich. You know, here's a nice piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, speaking of shit, I got shit on by a bird the day before, so I think that's a good sign. You know what I mean? Uh, I was uh, a bird dropped fecal matter on my hat. I thought it was raining at first. I was like, "What was that giant raindrop that just hit me?" I was like, "That has to be shit," because I do not see raindrops anywhere. Took off my hat, and of course, there's a nice piece of shit, right? And uh, I got excited, 
and um, it's the second time in my life I had a a, a, a bird drop a deuce on me in, in Belgium once. So this is my first time being dropped a dropped a nice deuce on in the states, and um, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I have a feeling it's uh, it's going to happen for a third time at some point in my life because my number is number three in high school, my my high school football number, and three is uh, a divine number and. Um, and I, I just, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think I'm going to get shit on by a third time. Anyway, uh, I'm talking a lot about myself in this episode, and that's because uh, we're catching up. So forgive me if it sounds narcissistic. Let me give you a kiss on the cheek and tell you I love you, and it's not all about me. And if you were here with me, whoever you are, I'd, I'd ask you about you right now. But I can't because I'm talking to anywhere between zero and infinite people. Um, isn't that kind of cool about the podcast? I'm, I'm literally talking to nobody right now, if you really think about it, because I'm in a room by myself. But um, the listeners have the potential to be anywhere between zero and infinite people. So that's, that's an interesting concept. Um, and um, what else did I want to say? Uh, when you rearrange the letters in my name, I found a new sentence in there. It's I am comedy. So that's kind of cool. Um, Working on a refurbished Beauty and the Beast joke. Uh, yeah, I was talking to my buddy Tyler Schaefering the other day, and uh, I'm working on a refurbished or a newer version and better version of my Beauty and the Beast joke, comparing myself to the uh, to the the prince there who has a lot going for him, and how because I'm too nice, um, him and I are the opposite. You know, when when he turns away the old unattractive uh, beggar in the beginning of the movie, that's where him and I are different. Because not only would I have let that person in but blah 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 right so i'm working on a on a alternate thing to that joke um and uh, and i think that there's i think the joke has legs you know uh a lot like the uh, the footstool that that uh, barks in that in that movie anyway um recently a girl added me on snapchat and was like hi Anytime a stranger adds you on Snapchat and they're immediately like, hey, how's it going? Like, something's probably up. Especially if their Snapchat username is like Sugar Mummy. Um, I don't really like anything with the turd mummy in it. M U M M Y. That's already creepy and weird to me. Uh, no, I'm not interested in being a sugar baby. I, you know, I, I, I would go on a date with a woman and keep her company for money, but I wouldn't do anything sexual. I think I've talked about this before. Um, I wouldn't do anything sexual. Um, I would hang out. I'd probably do it for free if I had the time because I, I just, I'm a friend. I'm a nice person. I care about people. So if someone felt like they needed company, I would, I would hang out with them if I had the time to do it. Um, if someone wanted to, you know, pay for it or pay for my meal because it was like really important to them. Okay. Then in that case, it's kind of a job, you know, I'm getting paid for it. Sure. Um, if there's someone I would have intercourse with already and they just wanted to tip me afterwards without me knowing, you know, that's, that's, that's not prostitution there. That's, that's just, uh, that's a gift is all that is. That's like the Amazon wish list thing for the porn star. So, uh, ladies, if I have sex with you at some point, just know that, um, my, 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 <laughs> my Venmo is the droid. If for some reason you feel compelled to tip me. <laughs> Uh, after I tip you, if that makes sense. <laughs> All right. No, I'm kidding. Come on. That's ridiculous. That's outrageous. Um, I love you. I love you guys. I love y'all. I love you ladies. I love yous. Um, anyway, that, this girl added me on Snapchat 
requested that I send her a picture. And I'm a nice guy, so I sent her the ugliest picture I possibly could because I didn't want to... No, no. Yeah, we were trading pics. She sent me a pic. I was not interested in what I saw. So I, in return, sent her, like, the ugliest possible picture I could ever do it. Because I didn't... I, I wanted to follow through with my quid pro quo. You know, when someone... You know, it's like, hey, this for that. Like, okay, I will follow, I will send a picture. So I sent, like, a very... Un- I was, like, wearing, like, an Aladdin outfit. And my chest had no definition to it. And uh, she immediately responds back after I sent the picture... Okay, here's my prices for sex, you know? And it's like, come on. Come on, you know? I, actually, I was, I was relieved, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not interested in prostitution, you know? Um, but anyway, to each their own. I'm not, a, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I just don't. I don't participate. I don't fool around with married women, and I don't dabble in prostitution, you know? I don't, I don't sell myself or buy sexual services i don't sell sexual services i don't buy sexual services and i don't mess with married women so i I, those are kind of my uh the boundaries that i really try to uh you know stick to and um you know i i feel good about that you know i say that as i'm looking at the sticker of the droid on my computer the little bba droid um i feel like that's um i think those are good boundaries to have right Alright. Is there anything else I wanted to talk to you guys about? Um, is there anything else? Yeah. Last thing I'll say, uh, and I think that this is heartwarming and good, we'll talk about uh, family for a second. So, apparently back in Missouri, my parents are uh, finishing up the landscaping. Uh, they've had a great spring and summer. And apparently the um, the pumpkin... The pumpkin seeds that I plant, we have an, uh, 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 we finally have a pumpkin that's growing on the pumpkin tree. So that'll be fun to come home to this year. Um, you know, based on the seeds that uh, Jessica bought our family. She, she visited me one time in Missouri, my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she has a boyfriend now, by the way. Uh, as far as I know, I have no idea. Um, she's a funny girl. You never know where in the universe she is. But um, we're, we're still good friends, and I... I care about her. I know she cares about me too. And um, anyway, I, I planted the seeds from the pumpkins she bought us, and uh, we finally have a, a pumpkin growing. So I sent her a, a picture of it, and uh, and um, and then she responded back with something, an inside joke that you guys won't get. But 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 I'll tell you what it is regardless, because uh, that way you're not left out, and and I think it'll still make sense. We had a magnet on our refrigerator. Um, that said everything will be okay in the end and if it's not okay it's not the end and that's what she responded back with uh, <laughs> um, in her own way and uh, and I thought that that was cute you know so um, what was I going to say about my f- anything else about my family yeah I just appreciate their support you know I know that um, sometimes I say a lot of ri- ridiculous dirty and sexual stuff and my mom's uh, she's been a trooper and I know it bothers my dad so I appreciate that he uh has figured out a way to deal with it. I try not to flash it in their face too much. Um, but mom and dad just know that um, people people are laughing, you know, and they're happy. And, and I think ultimately that's what matters is that I bring people joy, right? And even if it's at the expense of saying bukkake once or twice, um, you know, people, people are... Um, they leave with um, tears in their eyes sometimes. Not everyone likes me, but um, 
you know, I, I'm able to, to bring people uh, a positive feeling, and I think that that's something to, to feel good about. I do feel good about that. I need to remind myself of that sometimes. Uh, that, that's my mission is to bring people joy and relief and all these things. Um, I asked my mom how she feels when she sees me with a, a group of eight girls or 14 girls or whatever those pictures were. And she, she, she laughs and she says it reminds her of Elvis, you know, so every time she sees me with a bunch of girls, she thinks of Elvis somehow. Um, anyway, um, you guys have been awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast. Have a great week. I love you. God bless you. And if you don't believe in God, then, um, um, I forgive you. Go to heaven. Just kidding. That sounds really uh, judgmental. Um, it sounds like, uh, uh, if you don't believe in God, then, um, I love you. I love you if you do. I love you if you don't. Um, and um, uh, may you, may your may the force be with you. How about that? May the force be with you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.